What's up, Sheridan College? You guys are listening to The Rebuild on Sheridan Life Radio. I'm your host, Phil, in studio with Jeremy. How's it going today, buddy? How's it going? <laughs> it's going very good today. Good, man. It's uh, not too sunny. It's not too cold. I'm actually liking the weather. It's not uh, too hot anymore. You can wear a sweater and some pants. Yeah, yesterday it started. It was perfect. So Yeah, so make sure you can check us out, guys, on uh, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, search Shared in Life Radio. Visit also sharedinliferadio.ca for all the information on how to get in contact with us. Uh, if you want to be featured on the show, if you have suggestions of topics you want to hear about, just uh, get to that and let us know. So, uh, starting with that, let's get it going. So, the Leafs started their preseason uh, back in action on Monday night, no, Tuesday night, uh, at uh, where were they? Lucan, Ontario. Yeah, about 50 miles outside of London. Yeah. Um, and they played last night in the uh, Ottawa. In yeah, Ottawa's the arena. entire center. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Leaf fans seems like. <laughs> but uh, two back-to-back four-one wins over Ottawa. We saw um, a lot of different things. Obviously, we saw a lot. We saw two. It was basically a split, split squad. Yeah. Well, no one played in both games. No, no, no. And then so last time we talked, they were still in training camp, and then they cut it to about half. So there's only 46 players left. And they're both split in 23-man rosters. And they'll probably be cuts made like all week long right now, right? Uh, I assume the, the squads will probably play this weekend, the Friday and Saturday against Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. And then they'll probably start making some cuts, yeah. Okay, well, uh, what did we take away from that? Uh, I guess we'll start with the first game. So we saw a yeah. line of Tavares, Heim- Centering, Hyman, and Marner. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it... It was a sloppy game, but you have to know that that arena they played in was much smaller than an NHL arena. It was much different, so... Yeah, the ice wasn't very good. Yeah. And there was about four stairs to get to the top of the stands. It only fits about 4,000 people, which actually is pretty big for an arena in that type of area. Uh, But it was cool. We saw... I know this isn't really where we're going, but they saw and interviewed Kadri's father and he had about 20 people from his family there family yeah, members yeah they all live right outside uh, there. he played in that arena when he was growing up in london because obviously they played against lucan and places like that i think it's only 20 minutes half an hour from where he lived in london uh but let's go back to that line what do we think uh well you got Tavares and marner both put up three points two goals out of Tavares for his preseason opener as a toronto maple leaf yeah, I thought, well, Tavares, obviously I'm not surprised, especially against a depleted Ottawa team like that. Uh, but uh, Marner looked very good. Every time he had the puck, he was making something happen. He was strong defensively and offensively. Uh, the only thing that kind of sucked was Lee got scored on 21 seconds into the game. Yeah, I mean, and you can't really blame McElhaney, who... It was Kadri. Yeah, and actually Ojiganov and Dermot were out there. It was just a little sloppy play. It just didn't look great. But do we think that's going to potentially be a line? Uh, it's hard to know. Actually, I did just see that Babcock has Ozhiganov practicing with Hainsey the last two I'm days. I'm talking about Hyman Tavares-Marner. Oh, absolutely. I think the chemistry in that game was undeniable. Like, M- Marner, every time he had the puck, he, the, it ended up on Tavares' stick. The way they, like, were passing the puck and everything like that. And then you had Hyman down low. He wins all the puck battles. So you got a guy down low and Marner who can do the puck everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, it seems ideal, but at the same time, you can't really pinpoint anything without this not Nylander thing resolved yet. So. Yeah, I mean, Nylander, that, we'll talk about that when we get to yeah. the second game, but I think this line will be dominant, and uh, we'll get to um, it later. Dermot, did he make it through that whole game? Uh, so I did rewatch uh, the third period to see where and what happened. He was in the corner, and he hit a guy, a guy pushed him, and then I didn't see him after that. So he played one shift in the third period, and then that was it. 
They're saying it's a shoulder injury, which is concerning because he was uh, hurt, injured in the playoffs last year with a shoulder injury. I'm just like hoping. the Marlies playoffs. No, no. It when the when the Leafs were going on, he did play in the Marlies, but he had a shoulder injury going on in the Leafs, and we're just ho- I just hope it's not the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's not not even like it's like a player on the team I'm getting upset that he's heard about. It's more so like his chances of making the team right now out of camp are lowering. Yeah, I mean, like, people just think he's going to make the team right away, but he only played like 20-something season games last year. He yeah, needs 27, to show, I think. Yeah, he needs to show Babcock that he's ready to Sorry, be. Sorry, 37 games last year, a goal and 12 assists. Yeah, I mean, no, he was very good, but he's not guaranteed a spot in this lineup, I don't think, with all the other defensemen they have. Yeah, well, let's go into that a bit because obviously there's a lot of talk about uh, Ozhiganov, yep. who's Russian. I think he's 25, 26, 26 maybe. Yeah, um, doesn't speak a lick of English. Yeah, but apparently he's been taking English class five days a week since uh, July. So. And hanging out with Zaitsev a lot. So yeah, it's yeah, that's too. good to have somebody there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he does seem promising. He's a right-handed defenseman. Uh, he's big. I mean, we don't really have a lot of big guys on this team. Uh, so I, I don't mean like. Obviously, size and being right-handed is a factor over a lot of smaller left-handed defensemen on the team. Yeah, also the biggest factor that Babcock seems to like him a lot, and he's already tooting his horn and talking about how good he's been already in the one game. I almost feel like he's saying that to kind of get the other guys going a bit, too. Yeah, for sure. And who do you got? You got you got Rosen, yep. you got Borgman, you got Justin Hall, you got Connor Carrick. And then Dermot. And Dermot and Orzhiganov. So that's six guys fighting for the two bottom pairing like the bottom pairing of defense so and you know what that's like a really good thing to have for the team a healthy I think. battle yeah absolutely and i think they're going to keep more than two they might keep four of them and rotate them through to with start the scratches season. yeah because i mean they're loaded up front so yeah uh well let's move away from that uh did you you wanted to bring this up yeah so before we get into game two uh during practice uh matthews is on the second squad and he was there in uh at MasterCard Center, and he was talking to the media, like Mark Masters and them, uh, talking about power play units and stuff like that. And he mentioned that he would be on the first power play unit with Mitch Marner, Tavares, and company. So it's intriguing because, like, usually Babcock's the one that comes out and says stuff like that. But Matthews comes out and says it, and he seemed pretty confident. So, But was it, like... He 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 said that because, like, Babcock told him he could say that? He said he was under the impression that... He'd this is what on, it's going to be. Yeah, this okay. is what it's going to be. It's, and the way he said it, it did sound like Babcock told him that, that was gonna, that's what was going to happen. So My only concern, is Tavares right or left? Tavares is uh, left-handed because so I, think all their, I think all their, in, even Lindholm, if he makes that fourth line, so they're all left-handed. That's the one big problem. That's why Goat, the, Freddy the Goat, No, I'm talking about for the power play. No, I know, but in general, I mean, they need a right-handed yeah. face-off. Nylander. Yeah, exactly. Well, not a face-off man, yeah, but. I know. So, um, but that could be a killer first power play unit. If Matt, what Matthew says is right and they got, well, it'd be Gardner. Ra- no, I, I think Riley actually. Yeah. I mean, either or you got, both yeah, of them. they both can quarterback the unit of Marner, Tavares, Matthews, and then you can either stick Kadri or Nylander there. So, jeez, I know it's dangerous. I know. Um, Ennis last night, player yeah, of the so game, they you think, or what? Uh, I mean, 
Not really. No. He had, I, he had two goals. He played. One was an empty netter. Bracco scored, scored a nice goal. Yep. And Matthews uh, was. It was a nice play. A little backhand to the side. Got it back. Put it in. Yeah. Bra- yeah. So Matthews was sick. Uh, and so was Bracco's. That was a nice pass by Callie Rosen. Yeah. Like beauty I, pass. It was a terrible like defensive breakdown. Ottawa changed. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. It was really bad like Whatever. covering, but it was a nice pass and a good finish. So uh, I don't know. It was sloppy yesterday, but I mean, it's the first preseason game, and there was some quality like individual plays yeah for sure um i thought it was really good i mean i'm not huge on ennis with his history of concussions his size uh, and also like he, he's not really i find much of a two-way player um but i mean as a replacement for neander right now not necessarily in the position of neander but like if you slide up a connor brown and put ennis on a third or fourth line i see how that could work see but that's where i differ i think he would do good on the first top six. He's a top six player. The problem is, you just said he's not a great two-way player. And Babcock exactly. needs his third and fourth lines to be two-way players. And, so you're uh, better off sticking him on a first or second line. Exactly. So he, unless but, Nylander doesn't start the season, I don't see Ennis really playing on the squad. All right. Well, we also, like we said about all the defensemen, have getting like a jolt from Babcock talking about how good Ashiganov's doing. Uh, that's I, There's not really anyone he's boasting on the offensive end, but he's kind of been ragging on Kapanen and Janssen. Yeah, he made a comment yesterday at the, like, after the game press conference, just mentioning that he wants to see more from Kapanen and Janssen, and he did expect a lot more in that game from them. Well, especially Janssen, but Kapanen... Like was really good in the playoffs. Was really good all year. Two back-to-back playoffs. And Janssen was great in the playoffs, and also led points in the AHL playoffs and won the Calder Cup MVP. So I I could see them strolling into camp, being like, "Oh, like we got this. Like who's gonna take our position? Like this is their mindset." Necessi- Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's kind of like how Dubis like went out and picked up like Josh Juris and Tyler Ennis just and have, to make them to push them. Yeah. So like that is I know it's a weird way. Even of thinking the fact of it. that the the Leafs can do that is is awesome. I think right now, if you could have Kapanen and Janssen on that last line with Lindholm, they all play on penalty kill or power play, and that's a lot of speed. And then your third line with Kadri plays with Connor Brown as a shutdown line. You just have to fill in that last winger spot. Ennis, not a great shutdown guy, I don't think. Babcock needs to find that guy. Levo doesn't like him that much. Although I don't. He, that's what I mean. So that last winger spot, I think, is what's up for grabs on I, the offense. I'm liking Adam Cracknell. Are you? He's my dark horse. What about Emerson Clark? He played pretty good as well on the first in the first yeah, game. Yeah, going after Broicki or, yeah, or Borvieski. Yeah, after he crushed What a goon. Audrey. Let's oh get into that God, after. Yeah. Let's get into that after. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of what else is going on in, in the NHL this week. Uh, probably start off with Domi. Yeah, last night they were playing, uh, the Habs were playing Florida. And uh, Domi, for some reason, just sucker punched Ekblad in the face. And this isn't the first time that he's done this. Last year against Ryan Kessler, same sort of thing. Yeah, he's 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 weird because it's he's, so cheap. I know, like it's so different from his dad. He, like, he just does dumb things like that all the time. And they just like appointed him to be the starting line center. Yeah, first line center. Yeah, like literally two days ago, and put. <laughs> so I did read reports saying that he apparently got slashed earlier in the play by Ekblad, and that's why when he was pushing around him, pushing him around in the corner, uh, he kind of just went after him. All right, man, but it's your first preseason game for this new team, and it's... it's and now you might be facing, like, five-game suspension. This is in Arizona. You're not going to get away with stuff. Actually, here. <laughs> his hearing was at 1230. Let me look yeah, at it. Yeah, it hasn't hasn't been updated yet. No? No. But uh, Domi, like, that's the first game of the preseason. They're going to suspend him for this regular season. They can't... They got to give him a bunch of games because 
the preseason game meaningless. So he might miss, like, I think two to six games to start the season. Mm-hmm. He's got to get at least two games, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think it being preseason, he might get a little more because, like, preseason's not a time to be doing that and hurting a lot of people. You saw what happened with David Clarkson and Phil Kessel about six years ago, five years ago. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't remember the number. But, yeah, he got ten games, didn't he? Yeah. Like ten regular season and games. Kessel got a game <laughs> for swinging his stick like yeah, a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. Yeah, I mean, just not a great start for Domi. Uh, they actually put his dad up on the Jumbotron afterwards, too, and he looked very upset, which was very funny. So not uh, not too proud of that one. Let's get to uh, RFA signings. Last week we named about, like, it was about 10 of them that haven't been signed. and We did name these three. Actually, I don't think, I think we skipped Buffaloes, but I wish we, Nylander was on this list, but you can't really do anything about that now. Well, I'm glad he's not, because all these guys have gotten bridge deals. Which is what I want, realistically. Yeah, I, I think he needs to be locked in long-term. How long? Six? Six years. All if right. they can get him at six for six, that's a win for the Leafs. Yeah. At six at 6.25, still think it's a win. 6.5, you're like, that's the limit for me at six years. Anything more at six point, than 6.5 is more than Pasternak at 6.666. So I don't, I don't think he's as good as Pasternak. Now, at least. Yeah, exactly. So also like also what I wanted to say was like Nylander is trying to get like whatever amount of money he's trying to get from the Leafs basically being like yeah if I play with Tavares or Matthews or Marner like I'll put up 80 points but they're like dude those are our players you can't sell me on a contract for something that we own. Also, it's it's tough to understand because Nylander is the first to sign out of these three young kids and if the Leafs are trying to be like Take a little but he's di- the third one they want to sign. No, yeah, exactly. But also, take a little discount now. And we'll pay you more later. Well, well not really. Just, just give us a discount. Because if you want to win cups, you're going to win yeah. cups. you got to take a little less money. But I don't the problem think he is, wants to win cups. But the problem is, if he takes a little less money, and then, he let's say, he gets six, and then next year, Marner signs for like 9.5, and like they don't take discounts, and he's like, what about me? Also, these players can't get no trade clause. Like, no trade, no move clause. They can't get it after this entry-level deal. They can't. So, I, they, Jaron Drager was just talking about it. So, like, let's take a discount, and then two years from now, Nylander gets traded, and you're on a discount from a team you're not even on. So, there's a lot going on there. So Yeah, that sucks. What do you got? Uh, well, the three RFAs that did get signed. Yeah. Did you? I have uh, Darnell Nurse for Edmonton. Yep. More, uh, Josh Morrissey. Two, 3.2 for two years for Nurse. Yeah, oh, I got, like that. It's a, I think it's a lot of money, but it is a bridge deal. So, they're giving him a bit of leeway here, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and same with Morrissey. He's just paid right under Nurse. At, I find Morrissey's better than Nurse, I would say. Uh, Not as better big. Better skater. Better offensive. More offensive upside, yeah. But they're both very, like, similar like, in the way that... That's close. The age and everything, so it kind of made sense. And then Reinhardt for Buffalo just got They signed. actually both played on the junior team together as well. There the, you go. With the McDavid, that team. That year? Yeah. Yeah. And then Reinhardt got signed for a two-year bridge deal as well at three point. He's really got a he, like that's a pretty good deal for him, uh, but he's really got to step it up this year. He's going to have Eichel. He's going to have Middlestad, Ocposo. Like they have some offensive firepower this year. Yeah, and they don't. I know the Leafs aren't like people are saying that this is not a comparable from Nylander. No way. Reinhardt had five more goals than Nylander last year. Neil, yeah. Reinhardt had 17 goals, 22 goals, 25 goals in his first three years. Nylander, in his two years full, has 20 and 22 and 20. Which is surprising, too, because they don't have a... Like, they have way more cap room than the Leafs do. Yeah, but 
I don't know. It's just it's so hard to determine. Make comparables. Michael's contract starts this year. Yeah, ten million. Ten million. I know it's good, <laughs> and he better. Hopefully, he's worth every penny. He is. Yeah, <laughs> I think he is. But they're paying him for what he's going to do, which is a new thing, a new trend in the NHL. Instead of paying guys for what, what they've, they've done, done, like Kane and Tate, which is bad though, really bad. And that's what then with the salary cap era, it's going to be tough. Well, you have Chicago in the playoffs this year, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on from those. Uh, Phil Kessel comments. Sure. We can br- briefly, uh, just rough run over that. Just like how they interviewed him. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing every year. He he gives us best sound bites. He he said uh, he maybe played played hockey. He's such an idiot. <laughs> he maybe got on the ice ten times this summer and. Uh, Good one, Randy. <laughs> Good one. I mean, uh, Gary Gary Roberts had some comments about Phil Kessel as well. Yeah, he said he was skating with him a lot this year and training, and he's lost some weight. So, who knows? He had a ninety-plus point season last year. It's gonna be tough to top. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about. Like, I don't even think getting 90 points matters for them anymore. If you're Pittsburgh, like, 100 points, 90 points, 110 points. Like, it's cup. It's just cups for now for Pittsburgh. 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. And, I mean, Kessel, he, he's going to put up another 80-plus point season, and that doesn't really matter. And they're also not worried about him getting hurt. I just looked yesterday. He hasn't missed a, a game, a regular season game, since before the last lockout. Yeah. So, like, 2011. Like, crazy he also put up 30 goals plus each season he played for the leafs except for the one year that was a half year but that doesn't count so um any quick or early predictions for rookie of the year uh well i mean you got to have like number one pick rasmus dalin in there he's probably the front runner but out of what you've seen so far from rookie training camps and so far preseason you can't, you can't count out elias peterson on vancouver it's peterson peterson yeah okay i was watching him last night and or two nights ago yeah last night i saw a bit of him against he's Calgary. like his shot is incredible he, he had two and his stick handling is two you mean two he's, unreal he's dangles real good yeah um, he's gonna be a star i don't know if that the uh, the Habs, Cone Tech, I don't know his name, I can't pronounce it, on the Habs. Uh, Cockneyemi, yeah, something like that. He's re- He looks really good, has a really good shot, but I don't think he's going to play this year. No, you, you don't want to have him out there anyways with that team. Uh, there was someone else I, w- I had in there, I can't remember now. For Rookie of the Year? Yeah. I uh, know, there's there's going to be a lot of guys popping up here and there, and it's just... Like, obviously there's going to be some good players, some good young players on the Rangers... Uh, they have a, a Peterson and a Chidel. And Anderson is their one of their That's guys. That's who it is. He's the guy Lias, who Lias he's Anderson. the guy last yeah, year yeah, in the yeah. juniors where he threw his medal in the friggin' stands. Well, it was a silver medal. Yeah, still. I'm just trying to think around. Oh, um, well, I don't know. You can't really rule out Philip Zadina. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, who's, on, who's he gonna play with? Detroit. Who did Carolina get? Oh, uh, he's uh, uh, Sechnikov. I can't say it right, I but mean, he's actually a he's big. He's like Malkin. He's a big, yeah, big guy with a nice shot. So yeah, there's a lot of options. It's going to be very, very intriguing this year. Uh, we have another thing here. Yeah, Dotchin. So yeah. I'm going to Jake, just, Jake Dotchin, Tampa it, Bay Lightning. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it was actually. I actually heard he's from, like a third pairing defenseman. I but I actually heard from multiple reports he was supposed to be playing with Victor Hedman this year. Wow! So like that was one of the possible options. And when he got to training camp, they, I guess he was way overweight of the limit he was supposed to be because he was twenty five percent body fat. Which if you look up in like statistics, you and I are not even twenty five percent body fat. The average I human. I might be. No, the average. <laughs> no, no, no. The average human that doesn't do is not an athlete whatsoever is between eighteen and twenty three. 
How do they even do that? They have that little pincher yeah, machine I don't, I don't that tells know. you your body fat? I don't know. But anyway, it was like over 20% body fat. And these this day and age, you got to be in shape when you come to camp. So Well, I would hope so. So they put him on waivers and they terminated his contract. And there he's gone and no longer plays for the Tampa All Bay All right. Lightning. We are now back and we're talking NFL talk. Yeah. Welcome back to the Rebuild on Sheridan Life Radio. Welcome those who missed the first segment. Speaking of missing, anyone catch that Vikings kicker on Sunday? <laughs> Oh yeah, that was that was atrocious. I mean, they had the game right there in overtime, and now that's uh, back-to-back weeks with ties in the NFL. Yeah, um, and I mean, there's a lot of talks about the NFL um, reviewing the 10-minute overtime, uh, I guess, protocol. I agree with that totally. I, th- I think overtime in football is ridiculous. Maybe they should they do it f- like a field goal a kickoff. Sh- <laughs> it's with the, yeah, I know a shootout. Yeah, I don't know how they can fix that, but uh, from fifty yards, yeah, it seems ridiculous. That would be that, so entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Quarterback has to kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every player on the team, you can't kick twice. So if the kicker goes, <laughs> the next player has to go. But from like twenty-five yards, <laughs> yeah, something well, like that. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we did see some more bad kickers this week. In week two of the NFL, um, actually cost two players their jobs. Uh, the Vikings got rid of uh, Daniel Carlson and assigned or got Dan Bailey. Um, there was a lot of talk about Dan Bailey even last week after there was some missed kicks as well. Um, and for Cleveland, uh, Zane Gonzalez was put on waivers and they signed Greg Joseph. Yeah, Gonzalez, uh, I can't remember how far, how many yards it was, but he missed that field goal kick and an extra point kick, and they ended up losing by three points. Yeah, so. he cost them two wins, basically. So. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, Browns could be 2-0, and believe that. So, not great. Uh, let's get into some even Buffalo Bills talk. They are 0-2. They are not good at all. And uh, they had, I think he's their cornerback, or was their cornerback, Vontae Davis, retired at halftime on Sunday. Yeah, the only other time I can even think about something happening like this is the story where... Patrick Roy in Montreal left after getting pulled after getting nine goals scored against him. Yeah, they didn't pull him, and and then after nine goals, they finally got rid of him, and then he went to the owner of the team, and he said, "Yeah, I want out of here." I mean, that was. And then he went to Quebec, well, Colorado. But even won that, two cups. but even that, he didn't do two? it in the middle of a game. You know what I mean? He stayed in there for nine goals. This yeah. guy halfway through the game. <laughs> well, he must have gone in there already knowing he was going to do that. Like he just signed on a team that's absolutely atrocious. Yeah, and they they he came out with a statement at the end, like, and it came out right at the end of the game, and it was well written, and it looked like it took days to write. He didn't just come up with that in the locker room. So I mean, it, even to be this guy's agent, like you just lost all that money. Yeah, you retire, so you forfeit your contract. And he's like, I mean, he's in. I think is five million dollars. Yeah, but year. he's like thirty, thirty-one years old. Yeah. He was like a really good player, and yeah. He, and that's it. Halfway through the game, he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this." I just think it's not good for, for like, for him and his reputation. Oh, if he wants to ever, ever come back and play, if he ever wants to, coach, it's going to be in his ever, contract clause that he can't retire half. Even game if he or wants something. to be in the like in the press box or not the press box, sorry, the like uh, coaching. Like, no, yeah, coaching, but also like in radio and in media and stuff. Yeah, his rep is shot. Right, like it's it's just it's not good. It's not a good uh, look. So that was not great. Anyway. Record in week two, actually, in the first two weeks of the NFL, 174 total touchdowns. That is a record in NFL history. Do you know by how much? uh, I don't, but I do know a record in passing touchdowns was tied this year as well for the first two weeks. So it's, I I mean, it's a large margin. You got two quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes, who plays for KC, who had six this week and 10 in the last two, and then Fitzpatrick, 
has eight total in the last two weeks. Their uh, QB rating in fantasy, they're both, no, but they're both in the first two weeks, top five ever in NANFL wow. fantasy. So, like, it's been a crazy first two weeks. A lot of scoring, a lot of high scores. I think that's really good for the NFL because it was getting kind of boring. It was Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that, Pats this, Pats that, and now you're getting parity in the league all over the place. Yeah, well, I mean, AFC, which is where the Pats are and the Steelers, it was all the, those two yeah. teams for so long. But now, like, Pats are falling down. We'll get to that. Steelers are going down. We'll get to that. But, like, you got teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Kansas City. These teams are just turning it around, and it's making the AFC a lot more, uh, what word to use there, a lot more... Paradoxal. Yeah, parody. more parody in the <laughs> AFC. Absolutely. So uh, you want to get into that Jags and Pats game. The Jags won that game uh, at home against the Pats, and they look good. The Jags? They look, their offense looks good. Their and they don't even line, have, La, they don't even have Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah, I know, who's their number one running back. But Bortles has been like very good. good. And this is a rematch of the AFC championship last year, I believe. Uh, it was Pat's Jags? Yes, because the Jags yeah. beat the Steelers. And uh, Pat's beat them, not by a lot, but they beat them. And now in this game, you just you can just see the Pats look mediocre. They don't look like the Pats of the last two decades. Yeah, I mean, they just they can still score touchdowns like three or four per game, but it's the whole game that's causing them to lose, I think, because the Jags were killing them by halftime i think and pats didn't really score till the, at the end of the game yeah it was like 21 3 or something just like at one point and uh we can add that the patriots did acquire someone yeah this week. josh gordon who uh is on a suspension well was on a suspension earlier but now he's uh i don't think he's ready to play i think he has an injury he got hurt in a photo shoot or something yeah it was something ridiculous and he was a cleveland brown and they were gonna just release him which is ridiculous but but that's like what all what the pats have always done they just get a new receiver if it works it works if it doesn't get another one well yeah that's it's uh belichick's theory he just yeah. pick up a guy play a game or two get, pick up you. a couple wins and then when he falls off bye-bye yeah so Steelers, yeah. I mean, Bell still, oh. Bell still being delinquent, yeah, and he, now Brown is using the media against his own team, he's basically. He's losing $850,000 every game he misses. Bra so, or Bell. Yeah, so he's, it's, it's like he's at 1.6 something or whatever he's lost, and just so he can get more money, it seems illogical, and his team is losing, so... Well, he wants to go from $17 million to like thirty. Okay, buddy, but you're in the last year of your contract. Get it, get in there, do what you can, put up some points, make $14 million, and next year you can do whatever you team you want, and you can negotiate whatever kind of contract you want. You're one of the best running bats in the league. You can go to any other team you want. Exactly. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. You got that, and then even there were on Twitter, there were some battles between PR and some players, and uh, Antonio Brown, I can't remember the name of the guy who's uh, in the Steelers' uh, PR department, but he was, like, tweeting out, like, Brown is only good because of Ben Roethlisberger and like Brown retaliated saying like, okay, that's ridiculous. Put me with anyone else. Yeah, exactly. And trade me and we'll see. And then on Monday he didn't show up for meetings and whatever. So I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy to see the Steelers just like the Pats. They just, they're just, they're not what they used to be. And I kind of like it. I like parody in the league. No, I like seeing the Pats like not fail, but like squander. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, last thing really, we'll take... 
we'll actually we're not going to take a break. Uh, Want to just get our survival picks? Last week we both survived. Yeah. Oh, you lost the first week though, right? No, no, no. Oh, first week Bay I beat Green back. Bay, who did, yeah, almost so lost. We're both still good. Yeah, we both had Rams last week, who won thirty-four nothing to Arizona. So that was a huge win for us. I've already used Minnesota, so Jeremy. Yeah, I picked Minnesota at home to the Bills. It's a pretty obvious one if they lose it. I mean, it's not my fault. So that's my pick. And I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I think it's KC over San Francisco. Yeah, KC's, uh, KC's yeah, right. obviously they have uh, some good scoring ability there, and they're at home. Well, so. yeah, you got Patrick Mahomes, who's been the best quarterback so far, and his offensive weapons are crazy. You got running back Kareem Hunt, you got uh, Tyreek Hill, you got so many offensive weapons, mm-hmm. and their D is just solid. So I think that'll be a win too. So mini Kansas City, those are our picks for the uh, survival pool this week. Yeah, I just got a trade offer in fantasy for football right now. Nice. I did one and it was awful. I just deleted it right away. We're going to go into one of our little segments here. Uh... And it's all tied up, so we're going to overtime. Yeah, what do you got for us? All right, well, uh, I thought we would just stick with the Leafs on this one this week, and it's an over-under segment, presuming health and other things like contracts, like I have Nylander on here, presuming they play 82 games is what I have. So the first one, we have goal totals. We'll start with Matthews, the obvious one. I have him at uh, 41.5, meaning if you take the over, he's going to score 42 goals or more. And if you take the under, he's going to score 41 or less. So uh, what do you think? Matthews, 41.5, over or under? I'm under that. You're under that? Yeah, there's, there's not enough ice time to go around on this team right now. And I don't think he needs 41 and a half goals. The Leafs don't need, they'll need, they'll get 30 from five players. Okay. 30 uh, to 35 for five players. I don't think there's going to be, I don't think, I don't know, I don't see it. Okay, I will take the over. Um, 42 goals. I mean, he had 40 in his first year and pro rate last year. If he played all 82 games, he would have scored 43. So, I mean, like, it's not way off basis to go with the over. And if, like he said, he's going to be on that first power play unit, he's going to get more power play goals. He only has, like, 10 of his, like, 74 goals on the power play. So he'll get more power play goals. He's going to play with Marlowe and uh, Nylander, who are both very creative players. So it's going to be interesting, and I, I will take the over. So uh, Next one, presuming he starts game one and he does not get injured, you got William Nylander, goal total at 29.5. So will he score 30 goals is more like what I'm saying. I'm going to take the under again. Okay. I don't see Nylander, like the goals he scores... He pretty much gets set up perfectly. It's rare. Like, it's either a breakaway through some D or it's a shot on a power play in the slot. I I don't really see him doing a lot, coming down the wing on his own and setting up plays five on five. Therefore, uh, he basically needs to use the power play in other situations to get his goals. And I just don't see him... uh, getting as that many opportunities because it's a shot to score is usually the only chance he has. Okay. Uh, I do agree or with that, all that. Or that breakaway type of play. Yeah. This one is a lot tougher than the Matthews one because he has not scored 30 goals. He's only gotten 22 and then 20. Um, I will take the over, however. It, it's a tricky one because he may not be on that first power play unit, and if he's not, I don't see him getting it. If he is, he could get it very easily. He's still going to be on the line with Matthews, who did say he wants more assists. And you got Marlowe, who's a veteran. So it's potential that he could get 30-plus goals. And if he signs a deal where he's making over $6 million, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him to have more points than he did last year. I just don't see him, I don't see him working hard enough to get 30 goals. And I, I think that's maybe why the contract negotiations are also where they are now. 
he doesn't work hard enough. He doesn't go into the the dirty areas. He floats. Like he'll go to the dirty area, but kind of let the guy get the puck and then just pressure him. He won't get win the puck like you see Hyman and Brown and these guys. Marner even does that. Tavares would do that as well. Matthews plays like Nylander. They both kind of go in, don't hit, don't want to get hurt. Kind of yeah, they're, they're fairies. Yeah, this is where this is when we're very. Uh, opposite ends because I just think Nylander played a lot of fourth line minutes last year and didn't wasn't always on that top line so but he, that's because he doesn't work no I understand that but this year I think it's different I think it's going to be go 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 so it, it, it it's a deal breaker is if he's on that first power play yeah so we'll see all right all right now I uh, put a combination together here we're going to do some point totals I got Marner and Tavares point total both of them at 79.5 so I'm saying will they both have an 80 plus point seasons or will one of them have less than 80 points. They are playing on the same line, so. I'm with the over on this one. I see Marner and Tavares, whether it's on the power play or five on five, easily um, pretty much getting 30 goals, 30 assists each, like as a base. And I, I can see obviously a lot more to come with that. Yeah. I find that they're both going to be very even. So maybe one of them will have more goals, one will have more assists, and vice versa. But it's hard to say which one it'll be. Yeah, like you could see Tavares with like 35 points, 45 like I assists. Could, I could see them getting two points a game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but if, that's what I mean. If, you're, if they're on the same line and Each. Marner gets 25 goals and 55 assists and it's, Tavares gets 35 and 45, yeah, like that. I, I will take the over as well. Uh because if they're both healthy, and if look at that first game preseason on uh, Tuesday, if they play like that and they have Hyman on their line working in the corners and they're on that power play together for sure to start the season, I think they're both projected to get more than 80-plus points, which is not good for the salary cap since Kyle Dubas has to sign Marner. All right, moving on to the other point total, you have Hyman, who is the other player on that line. He is not like a point machine, but he's playing with two guys that are point machines, and I have the total at 49.5. So will he get 50 points this year? Uh, you're at 49.5? Yeah, so under over 49.5. I, so. I think he'll get like 50 exactly. How many did he have last season? I think it was 45. I think he got 15 and 30 or something. He'll get 50. That's what I mean. I think he'll get 20 goals, 30 Like assists. I think he'll get 49.5 exactly. That's what I mean. He'll get. That's what I'm saying. 50 is what I... That's yeah. why it's a good number to have there. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm going, sure. I am taking the over because yeah. he is with those guys, so... Got to go with the over on that. All right, we have two more here. They are games played ones. Anderson's an intriguing one due to we don't know who the backup is yet. And if it's McElhaney, he might, he might, Anderson might get all the starts. How many back-to-backs are there? Do we know? I checked. It was 11, I believe. I briefly went through the schedule. It was between 10 and 12. So you take that out. So he would play like 69 games if he played every non-back-to-back yeah, game. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the over. You're on the over. Yeah. And I have the over. I have the total at 64.5. So you have him he'll, playing 65 he'll play. He'll play 71 games. I if just, there's 11 back-to-backs and he doesn't get hurt. I disagree because he uh, last two seasons he played 66. They did have more back-to-backs. He got hurt though. He missed games because he right. was hurt. But he did play 66 games in back-to-backs. Like, or sorry, 66 games in back-to-back seasons. So that's why I put it at 64.5. I'm going with the under. I think yeah. Sparks makes a team this year. I think he plays 25 to 30 games, and then then we trade him. And then yeah, exactly. And then you got Anderson at. I think Anderson plays. 60 to 65, so I'm taking the under on that. All right, last one I got is a little wild card here. Uh, I got Freddie the Goat, Fred, Freddie Gautier, games played at 21 and a half. 21 is kind of like the quarter of a season, so I'm kind of saying, do you think he will play a quarter of the season or not? 
I, I don't even see him making the team. You don't, eh? No. I, well, I find that fourth line battle is between the GOAT and Parlin home. And I see Adam Cracknell playing fourth line center for the Leafs. Oof. Well, I don't know. It's I, it's up to Babcock. I, mean, I don't think we've seen enough in the preseason yet to make that decision. But uh, I'm under as well. Yeah. I think he will get... 21, 20, 22 games is a lot. Well, it's a quarter of the season. That's what I'm saying. If he want, if he gets that, he would have to like basically start the season, and then someone. And if they take him out, someone else gets hurt. Unless or, or he he's like, good. Like, exactly. I mean, if he can be that defensive fourth line big center that they want, then he might get a lot more time than we think. But exactly. just based off of what I've seen in the last three years from him, nothing. Like honestly, like he's had some good moments, but more more worse than good moments is what I mean to say. You know. Yep. Yeah. Um, what was your on Nylander? Are you over that or under that? Nylander, I took the over. Okay. I took the over because cool. yeah, we were pretty much opposite on the first two. All right. So when are the Leafs back in action? I believe they play tomorrow. I can't remember if it's in. I think it's at home tomorrow to Buffalo, and then they're in Buffalo on Saturday. And they haven't announced which squad's going up, but I'm assuming it's probably the Tavares. Well, squad. now they're going to start taking looks at players, right? Tomorrow, seven thirty, Sabres Leafs. In Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be their first game in Toronto. Better get your ticket. Yeah, you better. So, yeah, two against Buffalo, two against Montreal next week, two against Detroit. Do you think Nylander gets signed before the opening night? No. You think he misses the season? I think he's going into the season. I disagree. I think he's going to get signed. Like, I think he's going to play a preseason game. I see him playing a preseason game. I think it's gonna. I'm thinking they're coming real close. This is close. making me really not like him. Uh, what do you mean? He's a player, and he's just trying to get what he can. Come on. He's trying too hard to get what he's not worth. Uh, I don't know. I he, don't like when when professional athletes do this. But think about it. He's if he's signing a long term deal, it's fair that he's trying to get more because he's projected that. to get more. I just want. I just, but he needs to like. If you want to be part of this team, you need to take a cut, no matter what. Yeah, but he's that. The problem is, he's afraid that if he takes a cut, other players will not, and he'll get screwed. So. All right, that's all we got for you guys today. This was the rebuild on Sheridan Life Radio. We'll chat later.